Welcome to the Rapid Growth Life and Business Podcast, where entrepreneurs, business owners and life hackers develop strategies to transform ourselves and our businesses in the fastest way possible with the least amount of friction. Remember, you're only ever one insight away. I'm your host, Snowy Phillips. Hi, and welcome to today's podcast. I've got a question for you. Have you ever struggled with finding something to do with your day? Let's expand that. Have you ever asked the question, what am I meant to be doing with my life? Or what about, what is my purpose? You see, I struggled not with the moment-to-moment stuff, but the big stuff. We all want to think that our time is well invested that we're here for a reason, that we're living on purpose, or to, I guess, quote the Blues Brothers, that we're on a mission from God. The thing is, the way I see it, and maybe you do too, is that some of us know what we're here to do. They're on point, on track, and on fire. But if you're anything like me, Often, you wonder about that. You see, I'm pretty even in temperament. So when people ask me what I'm passionate about, often, I have no idea. Passion for me seems to be somewhat in the distance. How's it for you? Would you describe yourself as a passionate person? If not, then how do you find your passion? The thing is, I've struggled with that idea for a really, really long time. I've debated the idea of passion and purpose with other people, and I've argued that purpose and passion are retrospective concepts that people say they had after they gained it. People say, find your passion and deliver it, and they say life will be easy, but to me, often... I think they look back and say, I had passion in the beginning, when in fact maybe they didn't. Maybe they only had the passion after they found out what they were meant to be doing and that they were good at it. So so that's the point. I always thought that purpose was found after you had found it, not before. You don't go, this is my purpose and now I'm going to do it. You find your purpose and then retrospectively say ah that was my purpose and often I think it's because you become really good at something and then after you've become really good at it you go ah yes and try and convince other people that the passion the purpose was always there but I don't think that's how it works I always think passion and purpose might be accidental for the majority of us And so if it is accidental and we can only find our passion and purpose after we've found it, what are we to do with that idea? I mean, surely that leaves us stuck. Well, you know, it was always that way for me and and many people that I've spoken to when I've asked them what their passions and purpose are. Because like, say for me, it's sometimes been a, a vague notion rather than this thing that sets my world on fire. And I found out that I'm not the only one. In fact, the majority of people aren't absolutely on fire with 
the thing that they think is their calling or their life's purpose. Most people haven't found that thing. And so, yeah, they remain okay, good, motivated, slightly moving forward, but they're never really that idea of on fire. But like I say, I've recently discovered a formula for finding your passion and your purpose. And I'm going to share that with you today. Okay, this is a five-step plan. So here's point number one. If you have no passion or purpose or no idea where to look, you have to experiment with lots of things. I'll say that again. If you have no passion or purpose or no idea where to look, you have to experiment with lots of things, lots of hobbies, lots of ideas. So here's what you do. You brainstorm loads of ideas of what might be of interest to you. If you don't know what might be of interest to you, there's places you can go to come up with some concepts. Walk through a bookstore looking at the subjects, look in magazine racks and see if anything jumps out. See what other people are doing. Look for subjects or hear topics that you you want to debate on or discuss with other people. And just make a really long list of things to test. When you have that list, here's what you're going to do next. So this is point number two. So you systematically start testing those list of things that you've come up with. And while you're doing that, you keep a close eye on what you enjoy, what stands out to you, what you have a knack for or seems to come to you with ease or very little friction. So you try a lot of things and you keep an eye on what you're trying and see if anything sticks out as something that that comes easy for you or you've got a knack for. Okay, and so here's point three. Once you have this list of things that sort of stand out for you, or maybe it's only one thing that stands out for you, out for you, you then have to engage fully as you can in those things to see if something really clicks or makes you want to stick with it. Sometimes we can get false flags in the early stages of, of something we start, but we need to be able to dive deep and give them the test of fire to see if it's something that we're really, really keen on, really committed to, really, really want to stay with. And so this is point number four. If it goes from something of an interest to something of a fascination, stick with it. If you can become completely fascinated with a subject or, or concept or idea or hobby or, or, or type of work or, or whatever it is that uh, you think you can get completely enthused by, stick with it. So that's point four. When it becomes fascinating or a fascination to you, stick with it. Then here's point number five or, or part number five. You then need to do whatever it takes to improve your knowledge, skill or understanding of this thing. And you do that until you gain mastery. And mastery is what you get if you incrementally improve in your knowledge or skills over time. Maybe, uh, say, I'll talk a bit more about mastery um, and 
uh, in a later episode. There's, there's a fantastic book on the subject by George Leonard, which is is definitely worth uh, reading, and, and, and maybe I'll discuss that in a mastery lesson. But so that's it. So that's your five steps. And here's what it gives you. Fascination plus mastery. This is the formula, I should say. Fascination plus mastery equals passion or purpose. So you've got the five ways. And if you follow them through to four and five, you become fascinated and then you look to gain mastery. That's when you get passion or purpose. But you need to go through the other steps before you get there. Now, there's some problems with this idea because most people want their purpose or passions handed to them on a plate. We expect, oh my God, if I knew what I was meant to be having, it would all come so very easy to me without work, without effort, without obstacles or problems in our way. It should just come easy if I was following my passion. But over the years, I've met very few people who absolutely claim that their passion or purpose was handed to them on a plate. Most of the people who have passion and purpose have worked damn hard on that passion or purpose until it become um, something that they were absolutely passionate about. So you have to be willing to put in some work on the front end with testing and trying. You have to be prepared for the notion of going up some dead ends and you'll waste some time along the way. But in the end, you will know what you love. Love doing, love taking part in, and you'll figure it out. You'll figure out what's working for you, what you're passionate about, what your purpose is. The thing is, what you love doing and what you can be great at might surprise you. I a while back was given a, a book by a friend of mine called The Complete Artist's Way by, I think, Julie Cameron. And it was a 12-week course on bringing out your inner creativity. I guess that's the best way you could describe it. And when I read the first bit of it, I'd been writing a lot and I automatically assumed that my great artistic inspiration was going to come from writing and that's where my my glory when I was going through the book would come from. But as it turns out, in the book it mentioned that look for things that that you that stand out to you. You'll be presented with ideas and opportunities that might interest you and just follow your gut. And as it turns out, my artistic inspiration had very little in the way to do with writing. Uh, I ended up starting to paint pictures and if someone had told me that I was gonna fall in love with painting I would I would have laughed in the face because I had seemingly no interest in the subject and yet I tested various different ideas and found that I absolutely loved painting and it's still something I do to this day when I've got a quiet moment I love painting so so don't automatically assume that what you believe or which path your passion or purpose lies down is the right path. This is part of the reason why you're going to have to test ideas. But if you do this, 
you'll eventually end up doing what you can be great at and what you love. You will be passionate and you will have found your purpose. And that is worth the early experimentation, the blind alleys that you might go down. Because, like I say, often we don't want to put in the front end time on these things because we go, I don't want to waste time, surely I should be automatically aware of what I'm here to do or designed to do or what I'm passionate about. But like I say, most of us aren't. But if you follow this strategy, eventually you will arrive in a place where you find these things that you absolutely love and adore. And you know the expression, a person who loves their work doesn't have to work a day in their life. You might find these things that were completely left field to you. And you can only do that through the experimentation part. Okay, so we'll we'll leave it there or stop with those ideas. Are you going to go off and have a think about this? I hope that you will. I'll give you um, a summary of what we've covered today and some thinking points for you to get on with. For the majority of people, passion and purpose are not easily found by accident. If you don't have passion or purpose already, now you have a formula for it. And here again is the formula. Step number one, test lots of things, brainstorm lots of ideas for you to test. Step number two, see what stands out, what seems to come to you with ease or without friction or what puts a smile on your face. Step number three, fully engage in that thing to see if it passes the test of fires. Sometimes you might get a false flag and go a little way up the pathway only to find that it was folly or an, a passing interest, not a, a full-time thing that you could devote yourself to. And as I say, step number four, if it does become a fascination, something that you could just absolutely saturate yourself with and never find the bottom, you go on to step number five, and that is to seek mastery in that thing. Progressively take yourself from your initial fascination to get better and better and better and better. And that's that's the, the formula. Fascination plus mastery equals passion or purpose. Okay, so that's it for the day. I hope this podcast was of interest to you. I hope you have now got some ideas. If you've not got passion, how to go about finding them. If you have, that's great. And I, I hope this has been a catalyst for you finding your passion, your purpose. Right, as ever. Remember, you're only ever one insight away. I look forward to you, like I say, joining me on the next episode. Till then, have a great day.